Welcome to IB Talk, the leading podcast for the insurance industry across the UK and Ireland, brought to you by Insurance Business. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of IB Talk, the insurance industry podcast brought to you by Insurance Business. My name is Mia Wallace, Senior Editor of Insurance at Insurance Business, and today I have the pleasure of being joined by the brilliant Paul Graham, Managing Director at H&H Insurance Brokers. Many thanks for joining me here today, Paul. Uh, good afternoon, Mia, and uh, thank you for inviting me along today. I really do appreciate the chance to talk about our business and uh, the vision that we have. Well, it's entirely my pleasure, and to get us warmed up, it would be great to hear about you and your route into and through the insurance sector. Okay, uh, quite a, um, a different route from many, I suspect. I've been with H&H now since 2014, joined as uh, operations director and became, and we had the privilege of becoming the MD in 2018. Prior to insurance, my, uh, my career has taken me through high street retail, uh, into uh, retail banking, and latterly before I joined H&H at Large Mutual Film Society. My, my career has always been about business development, working with people, talented people, and growing businesses to a success, and a success that lasts beyond my time there. Fantastic. I must say, it's been absolutely exceptional to see where you came from and your roots up through the industry. And something I find really fascinating is the strapline of H&H Insurance Brokers and its underlying ethos of changing the way people think about insurance. And I wondered if you could tell me a little bit about that ambition. Yeah, uh, we set our way, uh, myself and my leadership team, in post-COVID in 2021. I had uh, the privilege of uh, taking part in some personal development workshops and was, was remembered by, reminded by Simon Sinek about why, how companies are successful, why they can have the same product and service, but some overachieve and last, have a legacy that lasts. And I reflected on this with my leadership team, Challenge them as to what uh, why is why are we doing this? Uh, what is insurance protecting businesses? As a leadership team, we wanted to do something different in the sector. We recognise there's a lot of fantastic businesses in insurance. Many have been going for much longer than we have, and some startups that are really uh, changing insurance. But we felt, as a business with a place in the agricultural sector, we wanted to do something different. And we landed on changing the way people think about insurance. I always explain this. This isn't about turning people into lovers of insurance. It's very much about recognizing as a leadership team and as a business, we need to do things different. For our business to succeed and be here for the next 40 years, we want to be seen as different in the sector. And so this ethos of changing the way people think about insurance has challenged us to make some very interesting decisions, both good for the development of the business and actually not taking some, we might have uh, decided traditionally in the past to go down that route. Introducing it to our team and getting their buy-in to that has been really exciting over the last year, 18 months. And they've really taken to heart, hence why I think we are being recognised for it um, and want to continue on that journey. No, it's exceptional to hear that, I must say. And from your perspective, where do attitudes to insurance currently stand and what can be done to change them? It's an interesting question. And I think currently in the sector, is, it's a bit like financial services of old. If it, when it works, people expect it to work. But when it goes wrong, 
And there have been, especially in the financial service world or banking, things can go spectacularly wrong and people start questioning the value. As an insurance, in the insurance sector, obviously you've got direct insurers, you've got the aggregator sites, and you've got broken. I think broken is set apart. I think we need to be seen as part of a business. We what we want to be. The, the goal I set my team was to be uh, professional and knowledgeable. That's one of our hows. And the measure was we want to be recognised in the same way as accountants, land agents, and solicitors are. We're not just going along to get the cheapest insurance. And what we've tried to do is become part of those business. Uh, and we've seen some great success where businesses are now talking to us before they make an acquisition, before they do some development on site, be that uh, I don't know, putting up a new barn or buying a new business. They are, they're, they're speaking to us and the impact that might have. And from a risk management perspective, how they can reduce the likelihood of a claim rather than how they just make sure if one happens, they get their money back. Absolutely. So you can see that it really is about forming long-standing relationships based on mutual understanding of each other's businesses. Absolutely right, Mia. There's a lot of negativity about insurance, that it's all about getting the cheapest price. And everyone in the industry knows that is the worst thing you can do. And to be challenged to add value to a business is beyond just saving them several thousand pounds. It's about protecting that business and being the not the risk manager, but being the, the, the part of their business that allows them to tap into expertise that can point out where things might go wrong and if what plans you can put in place to protect against that. Absolutely. I must say, I love that ethos of being professional and knowledgeable. And I understand that H&H Insurance Brokers was recently awarded the top customer service rating by FIFO for the fourth year in a row. So first Indeed, of all, yes. huge congratulations to Thank you and the team. And secondly, I wonder if you could tell me a bit about how this came apart. Yeah, we're absolutely thrilled to achieve a FIFO rating again of platinum. Yes, it's the fourth year in a row that we've achieved this, but every year we uh, take huge pride in, in, in that accolade. I set away FIFO ratings in 2016, I think, 2016. I wanted to understand just exactly what our customers thought of us. And more importantly, what we needed to do to be better. And FIFO felt like a great platform. There are other similar type of platforms out there. These are fully independent reviews where our clients just take some five minutes or so to just give us some recent feed, some feedback from a recent uh, purchase they've made. And we're incredibly privileged that our clients do take that time to share that feedback with us. And it is lovely and humbling to see the, the, the fantastic comments that we get. But I think actually we get more enthusiastic about the negative or the development comments that we get. Because after all, my iPhone is success as a pretty poor teacher. So when a customer takes the time to tell us, actually, you didn't do as well as you thought, that's, that's amazing. We, 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 we really pride ourselves in taking that and learning what we can do as a business differently. Because more often than not, when somebody's unhappy, they just walk away. So to get that chance to, re to win that trust back from that client is, is amazing. And last year, we decided to do something slightly different. Uh, we introduced late December a client survey where we've contacted all our clients and asked them to complete a survey for us, which where they, we've asked them from, some very different questions than they get on the FIFO. But ultimately, our plan is then to share that with our clients and each year to revisit that and just show them what we've listened and that we're learning. 
Absolutely. You can see how important it is to take the constructive alongside the complementary feedback. And I wonder from where you stand, what does set apart great customer service in insurance? Uh, I thought about that a lot. And there's lots of words you can kind of pull together. But I think an image that really sets that apart for me is is our exec team uh, out there seeing our clients. I hear so many stories of execs coming in after a, a hard day out, driving around the country, speaking to people, walking in boardrooms. And they come in and they tell me things that have got nothing to do with insurance in the ways that people are talking about families and they're sharing stories of their families or, or my team are being invited to weddings and christenings or we're seen as part of that business and that we're actually being invited along to board meetings, albeit for a small part of that board meeting, but to actually represent. And I think great customer service isn't about words, it's actually about actions and demonstrable visible uh, behaviours. And yes, we work hard on retaining our professionalism, developing our team, using technology, all those things that are really important, but ultimately, when I listen to the, the stories and the tales my team bring back after seeing their clients, I take a lot of confidence that we are really delivering that great customer service that we set ourselves out to to achieve. And it goes back, I suppose, to that piece around changing attitudes. And from your perspective, how critical is customer service to changing the way people think about insurance? Fundamentally, it's everything. It doesn't you you have the cheapest insurance, whatever you want, everywhere you want to class it, but Customer service is it's at the heart of everything we do. And we put claims at the heart of our business. We class us, ourselves as a claims-led organization. We've invested in a claims department. But ultimately, when something goes wrong, that's the real proof in the pudding for our customers. So customer service is the first and the last. It means everything to us. And those recommendations our customers make are great. And we want to make sure that we are seen as a valuable part of their business by looking after them when something does go wrong. If nothing ever goes wrong, they've got the confidence that they can come to us if it does. And from your perspective, how important is it that brokers across the wider insurance sector really take up this challenge of changing the way people think about insurance? I mean, I wouldn't presume to measure every business that's in the sector because I said there are some fantastic companies out there, but I believe that our vision and our why are the right things. And I take a lot of my inspiration there from local companies that I see in Cumbria and, and slightly out, and outside the area. Companies that are leaders in their industry, but are, are doing things differently from the norm. One of my favorite ones is we have a local um, builders that we work with who now have introduced a service where they, they recycle the waste from construction sites and any spare material goes back into something they call the circular economy. They're thinking differently. And I, that, that, that's where my inspiration comes from. I know many, many independent brokers, and I've met a lot of them over the years, and they all have an inspiration and a story to tell. But I think with as as we want to differentiate from insurers, direct insurers, or um, the composite websites, our unique point is the service that we offer. So if we don't invest in our people, and we've recruited nine apprentices over the last eight years. So we're developing our talent. If we don't invest in our people, we won't deliver exceptional customer service. So 
that uh, virtuous circle of happy staff, happy customers, and happy boardroom can so, uh, so shareholders can sometimes get the, the, the poor focus. We want to make sure that we deliver the best. And if our challenge to the sector encourages others to do it, then that's, 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 that would be amazing. Absolutely. And for those brokers who maybe are a little bit behind in terms of that focus on service that really do want to, to move the dial and, and change attitudes around them, what would you say to encourage them to get started? Uh, again, for me, I kind of reflected on what my personal vision is and values are. As an MD, I suppose I'm driven to leave a legacy. I want a business that is set up to achieve success today, but probably more importantly, even more successful when the time is right for me to, to pass that on to the next leader of the business. And I want to inspire the future generation and talent and be famous for developing industry professionals. Hopefully what you've seen there is GWP size isn't even on my radar. I, I don't see it as a true measure of success. It's kind of like an old adage that was taught to me in my very first career when I worked in high street retail. And you've probably heard this before, but turnover is vanity. Profit is sanity, but cash is reality. If you focus on just them in isolation, then you'll leave a business that is built on the success of them uh, and the, the fickleness of, an, of, of business. So for me, the challenge is about leaving a business that is strong and measured by lots of different things other than just GWP. And that is satisfaction of our staff, satisfaction of our customers. And all those things actually deliver those three and deliver the success that as a business we we are ultimately here for but we do it by putting our staff and our customers first i think if i was to say anything to anyone starting up a business or in that business it just focus on your people focus on your customers and with the right practices and, and the right culture at the heart of your business by recruiting and developing and appraising people you'll get those rewards there's a lot of really great words of encouragement and inspiration there. Thank you, Paul. And thank you very much for finding the time to join me here today and talk me through what really distinguishes your excellent business. Yeah, thank you, Mia. Thanks very much for your time and uh, for reaching out and uh, your eagerness to, to listen to the H&H story, the H&H Insurance Broker story. Well, I must say, I think it is an excellent insurance story. And thank you also to everybody for tuning in. And I look forward to welcoming you next time here on IB Talk. Thank you for listening to IB Talk. For the latest episodes, be sure to follow us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. <laughs>